Hi again, Happy New Year, and welcome to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I'm your host, Dr. Rob. So, how are you doing on your New Year's resolutions? If you're like most people, you probably decided to do something to take better care of yourself. Quitting smoking, exercising, and eating better are always resolved up the wazoo this time of year. Even though the majority of these won't be kept, I still think these resolutions are good things to do, as there's no chance at all that you're going to take better care of yourself without making a change. But why is it bad to be a smoking couch potato eating donuts? Well, the answer is really quite simple. It increases your chance of having more pain and early death. I'm a doctor, so trust me when I say more pain, early death, bad. And one of the main ways quitting smoking, exercising, and eating healthier can discourage that pain-death thing is by lowering your blood pressure. In my last podcast, I explained what blood pressure is and what it means when the nurse blows that sphygmomanometer around your arm and writes down numbers with a worried expression on her face. This podcast will cover the problems that happen when blood pressure is too high and what you can do about it. So why does the blood pressure get high in the first place? It doesn't do this just out of boredom or for kicks. Hypertension, which is the same thing as persistent high blood pressure, happens because of bad influences. Bad influences can make people do things that they shouldn't be doing, like getting tattoos in regrettable places. For humans, it's called peer pressure. For blood vessels, it's called hypertension, just basically peer pressure for your body. So here are those bad actors that can lead your vessels down the road to perdition, or at least to higher blood pressure. The first bad actor is the kidneys. The kidneys are supposed to filter blood and maintain a balance of sodium, potassium, and other substances needed to keep things normal. Good kidneys will react to an increased blood pressure by lowering certain hormones in the blood and getting rid of sodium or making you pee more. But kidneys gone bad are lazy and let blood pressure go up without raising a finger, or, or a nephron, actually. The second potential bad actor is the epithelium. Yes, I can't get through any of these podcasts without using some fancy-schmancy Greek or Latin word. The epithelium is a thin coating of cells on the inside of the arteries. These cells, it turns out, are really important in determining if the arteries will be narrow and contracted or open and relaxed. They react to sodium and potassium and other substances and change the blood pressure accordingly. They mess up, blood pressure goes up. The third potential bad actor are hormones. No, not that kind of hormone. Hormones in general are substances put out by glands such as the pituitary and adrenal glands. And certain hormones have effects all over your body related to the blood pressure. Now, ideally, these are released in response to low pressure. But when hormones go bad, they wander around your bloodstream when they shouldn't be there, when the pressure is normal. And the final potential bad actor are nerves. Some nerves have the job of relaxing and contracting the muscles around blood vessels to keep the pressure normal. But sometimes the nerves tell the muscles to contract at the wrong time, making the pressure go too high. Got a lot of nerves to do that. Sorry. The fact that there are a bunch of different bad influences is what actually makes treating high blood pressure difficult at times. 
Just going after one bad influence may not be all that difficult, but you add a bunch together and it's difficult to control the pressure. So, what makes these body parts go bad, causing high blood pressure? Sometimes it's really not their fault, such as when the kidneys get damaged or a hormone gland fails. But for most people, it's a combination of bad genes and bad environment, just like that kid down the street actually, that makes these body parts choose their sorry path, just like that kid down the street actually. Bad genes can cause any or all of the control centers for blood pressure to malfunction. You can't do much about bad genes besides griping, but you can do a lot about the environment your body is in, including the following. Limit sodium. Eating lots of sodium can actually put a lot of stress on the kidneys and mess with the epithelium. Lose weight. Obesity can change the hormones in the body and potentially also affect the epithelium. Quit smoking. Smoking messes with the nerves that control the blood pressure. And finally, limit stress. Stress releases adrenaline, which can also mess with hormones and nerves. Now, you may have noticed that often the worst consequences of dumb decisions some teenagers make are not felt until much later, like that tattoo you know where. The same thing is true with blood pressure. Long-term elevation of blood pressure puts you at much higher risk of bad things, such as kidney damage, even kidney failure requiring dialysis, plaque buildup in arteries that can cause heart attacks and strokes, aneurysms, which are the ballooning of blood vessels to the point where they can burst. The most significant aneurysms happen in your head or in your abdomen. And finally, thickening of the heart muscle, which is called left ventricular hypertrophy, which actually increases the risk of lethal heart arrhythmias, called sudden cardiac death. That's a bad thing. There are also others, but I think you get the picture. Go after these bad influences early, or pay the consequences later. So my quick and dirty tips today will be to tell you what to do about the blood pressure. Tip number one, get your blood pressure checked regularly. This is actually the same tip that I gave as number one in my last podcast, but it is worth repeating. You can have dangerously high blood pressure and not even know it. A good blood pressure to aim for is right around 120 over 70, thereabouts. Tip number two, look for other causes. Looking for kidney or hormone problems with blood and urine tests are important when hypertension is first diagnosed. This is especially important if the onset is rapid or at a young age. Generally, below 35 years of age is unusual. Tip number three, watch your diet. Now, the nutrition diva didn't pay me to write this, although she can if she wants to. Diet matters. Keep your weight under control. And if your pressure is even borderline, cut back on sodium and get enough potassium. Doing so can keep you from needing medications. Tip number four, exercise and stop smoking. I know that's two tips, but I don't want to go too many. Sorry. Exercise not only burns calories and lowers weight, it also lowers blood pressure itself. Combination of aerobic exercise and weight training is probably the best. Now, quitting smoking will not only make you stop being stinky, It'll also lower your blood pressure. Pretty cool. Tip number five. If you need to, take medications. There are a bunch of very effective medications for high blood pressure that are inexpensive and have very few side effects. As long as your blood pressure isn't extraordinarily high, I'll get into that later, 
you certainly should first try lifestyle changes before going on medication. But you should do whatever you can, even take medications, to treat hypertension early to avoid the consequences. Now, the medications that treat hypertension generally attack one of the bad influences I mentioned earlier. Many people have two, three, or even four different reasons for blood pressure elevation. Those bad influences are all over the place. So it often takes more than one medication to bring it back to normal. As always, you should always talk to your doctor and find out which medication is best and why you have to take the medications if they do recommend them. You also should know what side effects to look for. I never prescribe a medication that I don't think the benefit significantly outweighs the risk. Any medication is a trade-off of negatives and positives. With blood pressure, many people don't feel bad, and so they don't take their medications like they should. That's a real bad idea. And tip number six, know when to panic. Usually, high blood pressure is not an immediate risk. The exceptions to this rule are, number one, when the top number gets above 200 and the bottom number over 110, it's time to get seen immediately. It actually takes a pressure higher than this to cause panic, but you don't want to go there. The second time to panic is when high pressure is associated with a severe headache or chest pain. These mean that you may be sustaining damage to your brain or your heart. You don't want to go there either. And that's about it for blood pressure. If you have questions or book suggestions for that matter, you want me to address, send them to housecalldoctor at quickunderdtips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can find me on Twitter as at housecalldoc, a little at sign ahead, and Facebook under housecalldoctor. And feel free, as always, to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind at distractible.org. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. <music>